Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. I am extremely excited about today's episode because today's guest, not only she's a dear friend of mine, but she is such a world changer and way shower, someone that I deeply honor and respect and admire. And she will be sharing some of her love, wisdom and light today with you, because if she's not recording here, he, she is leading the light workers into their purpose. And that's something that I truly deeply believe that we need. So welcome with me, Amber Valdez. I'm so excited to have you here, girl. I am so honored to be back. How's everybody doing? <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't you sometimes wish that the, the podcast could be live and you can see actually people and interact with people because I love podcasting. But then what if somebody has a question and what if they like something, you know, like really clicks with them and we cannot answer it. So if you do have any questions, please make sure to connect with Amber on Instagram. She's very active there and she has her beautiful website. Everything will be in the show notes or just DM me on Instagram because we are more than happy to answer any questions that will pop up because they will. This episode is going to go deep. I already know it. But before we go deep, Amber, before we even like start talking and bringing in what really came up for us that we want to share about today... I want to ask you if you would be open for a quick guided visual meditation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So just gently close your eyes. And when you're taking the deep breaths and smelling your beautiful sage there and starting to relax your body, your face is relaxing, your shoulders are relaxing. Your legs are getting heavier and heavier. And you're starting to feel grounded and present to this moment because there's nowhere else to be and nothing else to do. Just here and now. Your presence, it's all that is needed. And as you're relaxing and really sinking into your body, sinking with your breath, I would love for you to visualize a beautiful, crisp morning in Ireland. And you're there in a beautiful local home, waking up and rising. 
and you're walking in front of your home and all you can smell, it's a fresh breeze and birds chirping and fresh cut grass smelling so invigorating. And you decide to go for a morning walk. And as you are walking through this beautiful morning, you see kids running around on a path to a close by meadow. And as they are playing and they're passing by you, one of the little girls stops by you and gives you a little wild flower. You put it behind your ear, smile at this little girl who could be four or five. And she looks at you and she says, who are you? What is the one thing you would tell this little girl? What would be your response to her? Not what do you do, but who you really are. I'm a magical fairy. Oh my goodness. How fitting being a magical fairy in Ireland. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know that probably being in beautiful fairy land in Ireland can be more fun than sitting at home. However, I'm so happy to be bringing you back. Some of my guests, they don't want to come back. They'll just leave me there. I don't want to come back. <laughs> I was like, let's go back to the forest. We can do it anytime. You know, I told you you have the privilege. You have my personal cell phone number. So if there is like, hey, Petya, I need to be heavily meditated. <laughs> Just message me. I have my singing balls. I can heavily meditate. Yeah, girl. Mm, mm, mm. So beautiful. So beautiful. Just <laughs> takes you in. Mm, thank you. I had one previous guest and she was like, I gotta rewatch that episode and what exactly she said because she was saying something about the tone of my voice, like the pitch it has, yeah. that it absolutely take her so inside she was like i didn't want to even come back oh girl that's i mean you drop you your voice is extremely soothing it's medicine it just it dropped me right in like it's just like like yeah your voices you need to be recording a ton of guided meditations i even feel like on that aura app you should get in there and pull Mm -hmm. some of your stuff Thank you so much for the invitation. I will look into that because, you know, it's, it's funny. And I was sharing with her too. Like I used to be ashamed of my accent, like nobody understand. And sometimes for me, it's challenging to express what I'm feeling in a language that it's like my third language. So sometimes it's like, oh, how do I say this? How do I describe this? Right. And this deep desire of expressing ourselves and really like evolving. And I think that evolution, it's something that we are all going through right now. And it's so important to allow ourselves, allow ourselves to evolve and upgrade no matter how scary, painful, and uncomfortable it can be. Right. Um, But what is that you are noticing about these, you know, upgrades and changes? Yeah, it's a beautiful question. Um, First of all, you know, I said something to my students yesterday on the mastermind call. um, And one of the students was like, yeah, well, if I'm comfortable, I'm going to find what I'm comfortable. And she's comfortable three times. And I said, fuck your comfort. And she was like, oh, you know, her face. And they leave it up to me to always be like the loving interruption. But 
we're either committed to growth or we're committed to comfort. And I don't know about you, but I don't know any lessons that came from our comfort zones. It's not just a bumper sticker. It's real. And then we have these really challenging times in our life when we forget that they are upgrades. You know, before we started recording, we talked about these, and I'm sure we'll touch on it, these really intense out of left field forced initiations that were like, holy smokes. It's like someone's ripped us out of our relationship or ripped us out of our marriage or ripped us out of a job. I mean, if I had a dollar for every person that's like, oh, got fired from my job. Oh, my landlord called and said, you know, I found out when I was just in Miami with my friend Sahara and Mel, Mel Wells. And one of the girls was like, got the call in the morning. Her landlord said she wanted to move back to her Miami condo. And she's like, wait, what? And you were just telling me that happened to you. And it's like, it threw her through a loop. And I was like, that's when spirit is literally coming in and intervening and saying, go. And I think about when I was in California up in my mountain house that I'd manifested and I was in LA for 18 years and finally got an encouraged to move to the mountain. And, you know, seven months in my landlord's like, I want to move back up to my house. And I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? Right. But it's like, these are these upgrades, these painful moments where you're like, wait, what's happening right now? Like I literally moved across the country to Austin with a man to build a life, planning on having a ch- ch- children, shopping for houses, and literally got forced out of our house with mold. Our relationship was falling apart. And I just bought my own house by myself. And out of nowhere, it was so painful and so fast that I woke up this morning, my first day in my brand new home, my first time home buyer, broke ancestral lineage. My mom and dad never bought their own home. Like this is like a big deal, but waking up and going like, what timeline am I on right now? And if you're seeing these like really intense changes, like, listen, huh, doesn't get any more intense than like COVID breakup, like all these health problems, moving multiple houses and then buying your own house out of nowhere going like, whoa, how many more fast life changes are going to happen in a month in one week period, Right like suddenly being forced to move out of my house, suddenly being forced to like go through a breakup, suddenly, you know, getting, buying a home. Like these are like major milestones in people's lives. How quickly can we shift? Yes, there's tears. Yes, there's confusion. Yes, there's questioning. Yes, there's darkness, but it is from that death and rebirth. And one of my students said to me, and don't you love it when your students mirror back your own medicine to you? And she said to me, you know, one of my coaches said to me once, if I recall, that if you don't choose, spirit will choose for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel you, girl, land it. Because I knew a long time ago, I should have been out of that relationship probably two weeks in, right? And spirit was like, all right, well, if this this isn't going to get her out, if this isn't going to get her out, if getting sick and not being supported when she had COVID and get her out. If all of the, you know, health stuff, the hitting her head on the wall, like all the drama and Tulum, all the things. Okay. Well, if she's not going to choose, we're going to choose for her. Mm. Right. And I known I needed to get out of that house, but I was just like, Oh, I liked this and that. And I made it, made it work in my brain. So whatever you're growing through in your life right now, whether it be settling in a job, settling in a home, settling in a relationship, If you don't move, literally spirit will move it for you. And that is going to be more painful than if you just chose yourself, right? And we talk about the comfort, comfort. I mean, you've probably been super comfortable in the house, right? Like comfort zone. And if you don't want to change, stay comfortable, you know? So like, what's the most 
uncomfortable thing for you right now, moving to another country out of nowhere, right? It's like, but there's an upgrade. And that's a big part of the ascension is releasing these attachments to what we think we know and what's comfortable and, and living in the normalcy, normalcy of discomfort. And that's really what the ascension is all about. And it comes in waves and it comes hard. And then just when we think everything's cool and we're like, oh, life is really working. Life is good. I'm in flow. It's like, ba-cham. Yeah. right? And it's like how you can handle those, those waves because mm-hmm. they come in waves. And in some moments I'm crying my eyes out. And the, in the same day, I'm dancing around naked in my, in my bathroom, you know, going like, okay, I'm back. Right. But it's, it's like, that's the human experience, the highs, the lows, the ebbs, the flows, the sadness, the pain, the joy, the ecstasy, the pleasure. Mm. It's all important and all equal. And this ascension is like, how fast can you maintain the curveballs mm. that are forcing you out of your comfort zone? Mm, it's so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that because like you said, you had this personal experience of everything, everything that you wanted changed in a month and a half, in a month and a week, you know, but the warning was there like you were being attached of what it could look like, right? It's not what it's meant to be, but what it could look like. You trying to be the leader and showing up the way and, and just like, oh, I have to be perfect. I have to have it all perfect so people can follow me, right? And oh, I have to have this kind of relationship and I can help and I can heal and I can do this, right? But sometimes it's just like this life, it's yours and it's about you. And if if it doesn't feel right, well, then it's probably not right. And we excuse so many people because we're like, I want to be a good person and I want to be the, and I love what you said, like, I'm here to break the, the lineage, right? And that's how I'm really feeling with my family, whether it's going to school or moving abroad and all these things that I'm doing the first times that it's going to leave a legacy for my family. But then we are like, oh, if I can do all of this, let me help, let me heal, let to me fix but that's not why we came here we didn't come here to fix anyone we come here to live our life and our truth and our purpose and if it's harming you if it's hurting you it's not your responsibility to help anyone and to fix anyone if somebody wants to come with you and they really want to help they will work on it they will not throw you on the side That's right. And you won't have to beg. And that's something that like as a healer, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a leader leading leaders, right? A light worker leading light workers. And we have that wounded healer archetype. We have that part of us that's like, well, how can I help this person? But but you're right in front of me. And I see all the things that you could do that would get you out of your suffering. And it's like feeling that story of like, I can't abandon. I can't leave anyone behind, right? But like, I had my dear friend, Adam Roa, he said to me, you know, about two months ago when I was really in it in my relationship and he was staying with me and he was like, sister, but I was like, I don't want to abandon this person in my relationship. He's like, but you're abandoning yourself. Oh gosh. And that like hit me hard. Right. It's like, and we do that sometimes as wounded healers, whether it's, oh, this person can't afford our program. Let us just, da, 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 da. or this person has been treating us like shit. Well, they had a lot of trauma in their childhood. Oh, their mom didn't love them. Their mom's an alcoholic or their dad abused them or left them or, or they had this and we excuse 
behaviors because we know more. So we have more compassion and more empathy, but that can also sabotage our own health. Right. And my health was shit this last year. I had like the worst health year of my life because my relationship was so toxic. Right. And I say that with like humble. Um, I say that you guys, because I think sometimes people think, oh, well, she's, you know, got all these followers and a seven figure in here, blah, 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 blah. And she should have it all figured out. But I say this to you because I think more people need to, to be honest about what's really going on because yes, I can own my worth in my friendships and in my business and with my clients, but I still have a blind spot in my relationship sector. Right. And that has been my constant work because of my childhood. Right. And what a gift that I've manifested a relationship that mirrors my mother right? And knowing that I don't have to be that little girl that has to stay in the house and be abused. I don't have to be the little girl that puts up with mental, emotional, financial, physical abuse that I didn't have a choice, right? But there's going to be these blind spots when you are an empath and you are a light worker and you are a healer that's going to want to help people. And you almost get into a trance state because you're like, but if I can help this person over here, then why can't I help this person here? But I loved what you said about like, we didn't come here to suffer. And I think that if we've had childhoods and past where suffering was the normal, we have a bigger pain body, as Eckhart Tolle will talk about, a bigger pain body that can withhold the pain and stay in the fire, but we don't have to, right? Like a monk or a Buddha could go in the lion's den and probably meditate, right? But like, why would one want to, right? Why would one want to put themselves in the middle of Times Square in New York City and like try and meditate? Like, yeah, sure you could, but why would you want to, right? And I think that that's what we get to look at no matter where we're at in our life, sure you can, but there's also other jobs, friendships, relationships that aren't going to be so hard that are available for you as well. And so I think that's what ends up happening with the, us and our empaths. And so I just wanted to share that with you because I think more people get to be honest that like we all have our shit oh, we and we all have our stuff and none of us have ever arrived. And the more we can talk about this stuff, the more we can stop pedestaling the people that we listen to on podcast or we look up to online or in the world. Um, Cause everybody's got their shit. We all do. We all do. And, and thank you for sharing that because it's never like picture perfect, right? Like it's, and, and it's something that I, you know, talk about on my past podcast recording, you will never arrive. There is no point that you're like, okay, I've made it. I'm done. I'm good. I don't have to do any more work, right? You're laughing, but isn't it like so funny? Because I was living in that illusion. Oh, when I have the house, when I have the money, when I have the husband, when blah, 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 living in a wind land and you will never arrive because, you know, like I remember there were months that I was praying to make $3,000 a month just so oh. I can pay my bills. Yeah. And there were months that I made $1,800 and my yeah. bills were $4,000. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Right. So oh, I've yeah. been there when oh, I yeah. had $10 in my pocket and I was thinking, will I buy a gas to go to my job or will I buy a food? I just, you yeah. know, like, you don't know. And then you arrive and you make 3K and you make 10K and you make 30K and you're like, okay, now I want a seven figure. Now you will never arrive. Never. And more problems come when more things happen. Like I remember one of my biggest problems like you was trying to pay my thousand dollar rent in Hollywood, stressing the fuck out. Like how am I $20 to go buy groceries at the dollar store? Yeah. 
right? Like I, I get that. I know what that feels like. You mm. know what that feels like. Yeah. Right. What helped you to change that, Amber? What helped you to like transmute that, you know? Because like we said, we are all going through all these changes and it's happening and now it's happening faster than ever. But how do you shift that? What about the people who are still going now in their darkness? Because what I heard you said, it's like when you are healer, and you want to help other people, you're in this trance. You're in a trance and you want to help people and you're just blinded. You're like the horse going and you're like, I just want to help. And if I can help this person, then I will be better. How do you get out of the trance and how do you transmute energy so you are able to attract and keep the abundance because I know it's once you learn to create abundance, you're like, Oh, I know how to make money. And then you're spending it even faster. So yeah, how do we do that? Oh yeah. Great question, babe. Um, first of all, I think we have to recognize where we're self-sacrificing and where we're, we're, we're making actions from our wounds. We're making actions for our martyr. And that's why it's so important to have a coach or like being in programs or communities because you can't hide in those containers. People are going to call you forward. It's like, wait, but I'm this girl said the other day, well, you know, my husband wants to go back to school. So it's like, I don't know if I can like afford to join this thing. And it was just like, wait a second, whose money is it? Like, are, are you asking him for money for your, for your coaching? No, 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 no. But like we have, you know, and I'm like, Hmm, like, is she self-sacrificing? for this other person. And I think that because many of us grew up in like givers and my dad used to say, givers must draw boundaries because takers rarely do. And it's true when you are an empath and you're a light worker, you're going to give your shirt off your back. Like I, I get it. I see you. I hear all of you who are on here and you're obviously that, or you wouldn't be listening to this beautiful goddess, right? Like, like attracts like, but we really got to check our wounds because I remember in my early twenties, I had four jobs at a time dating a loser boyfriend. It was like a drug dealer. And I was filling the fridge up and paying for dinners and paying rent for us. And, but I was working four jobs. I was so committed to not being broke because of my scarcity growing up on food stamps and going to the food bank for food as a kid, free lunches that I was like, I'm going to make money. I'm going to make money. But I was dating someone who didn't have a job. Right. So it's like, it comes in a disguise, right? It's like, well, I have to help everyone. I have to help everyone. And the truth is you don't have to help everyone. And so I think looking at it as like, not my client, not my problem. Like if you're, they're not paying you, it's not your responsibility to fix anyone's problems. And how about just not dating people that need help that need your coaching? How about dating someone that gets their own, own coaching has their own therapist has their own coach right? And you just maybe dating people who are handling their own shit. So that's that, that question I wanted to speak into. The second piece is like, how did I transmute the scarcity? So I started investing more money in myself than I could afford. And this is going to sound like Japanese to many of you guys. They're like, yeah, but how can I pay for a program where I don't have the zeros in my bank account? That is your initiation to go out of scarcity mindset, which is I can only afford what's in front of me and in my bank account into abundance mindset, which means I can afford whatever I say I want to afford. Now, from the third dimensional brain, that seems batshit crazy. Well, what do you mean? How am I going to pay for a thousand dollar course if I have $10 in my bank account? I totally hear that based upon the $10 in your bank account, there is not money there, but there is money everywhere in the world. And it's about using the world 
using God as your loan officer. Like I think about, I opened a 0% interest credit card. I lied about having a job. I lied about the duration of the job and I lied about how much money I had saved. Not telling you to do that. Just telling you what I did. I used the system. That was like, the credit was a gift from God, right? And some people get a PayPal loan and somebody, if you want to go to college, you don't decide to go to college. Well, some people do decide to go to college based upon if they have the money for it. Most people say, I want to go to college. I'm going to figure it out, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure out how to get tools and education to support me in creating a new life for myself. What happens is people want to get into abundance by just like chanting abundance mantras and like doing affirmations and like watching the secret a hundred times over and thinking that they're going to actually create the thing without being in action. The thing is you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that means investing more money. I've seen people be like, it's rent or a coach. I'm choosing a coach, right? I've seen people be like, I'm going to let my credit card go to link with these three months because I need to invest in a coach. that's going to help me actually get out of being broke in the first place, because broke is a habit. Scarcity is a habit. And if you keep choosing everything in your life from what's in your bank account, you'll always be broke. So I invested more money than I, but I had a full, could afford it. Open a 0% interest bank account. I invested in my first coach, which was more money. 5,000 at the time was a lot of money for me. And I know it's probably a lot of money for a lot of people, but it's not a lot of money for me now. My last coach cost 30 grand and I ended up having a $400,000 month within a month of investing $30,000. That's because I believe in paying people that have the directions to where I want to go instead of us trying to figure it out on our own. Most people are too scared. They're like, that's crazy to spend $5,000. Well, I think you're crazy to spend 30 or 40 or 50 to go to college, to get a piece of paper for a degree you don't even do. I think that's fucking crazy, right? But because society tells you it's normal, you buy into it because your parents walk you down to the bank to get a loan. That's totally acceptable. And so you have to start, if you guys are raw, raw, 5D, ascension, love, light, like activation, abundance, all is well, quantum aliens, all the things, but yet you're still playing the third dimensional matrix game which is I can only afford what's in my bank account. That's a slavery mindset, right? The nine to five is a slavery code. The scarcity spell that's been cast on people to stop asking questions to just be minions and just go to work enough to buy shit and pay their bills. That is, that is not you trying to be innovative and to think bigger and to play bigger and to step into the abundance codes that are available for all of us, but they've been ingrained out of us because of, um, our ancestral lineage passed down to down to down of life having to be hard and having to work hard for your money and clear, cancel, delete. So invest more money than you think you can afford. Get a loan, sell some shit, borrow from people, but be so relentless that if your life depended on it, could you create that money? Because that is in itself the initiation. And that's what happened for me. All of a sudden I invested five grand. I needed another five G's. I asked my friend who played professional poker. He gave me $5,000 in brick card cash, $5,000 cash, more cash than I ever had in my hand. I was like, holy shit, this person's giving me $5,000. Like all of a sudden I had $10,000. And I was like, this is more money than I've ever had in my hands. Let me invest it in myself. And from that point on, it, it just kept growing and growing and growing to the point where I invested 5,000 for a one week mastermind. And I just kept rewiring my codes and my beliefs around what was a lot, a lot of money to now that the fact that I just put $52,000 and just paid for this down payment in my house. And I didn't even bat an eye. Like it might as well have been $5 and 20 cents. I had absolutely no charge in my body. 
And it wasn't always that way, guys. But it's because I've continued to say, if I want that, I'm going to have it, right? I went to the spa in Vegas. It was like 350 for the thing. I was like, okay, you know, just I'm worthy, right? And it's like, well, easy for you to say that now, Amber, because you have money in your bank account. But you guys have to understand, like the first Christmas I spent by myself in Hollywood, I had no money. I went to Ross. I bought myself a dress. I put it on a credit card. I went to Mastro's, which is like a fancy pants steakhouse in Beverly Hills. I sat there at the bar and ate crab legs on Christmas. Could I have air quoted afford that? Fuck no. But I knew I needed to step into this abundance frequency. I needed to step into my worthiness, right? Of what I was worthy of in order for me to retrain my mindset that I'm worthy of being in Beverly Hills. I'm worthy of eating steak or um, crab legs. I'm worthy of this level of abundance. And through those like little practices, it allowed me to basically... I would say like reset my system to know that I'm available for that too, if that makes any sense. But if you, if you're like outside of it and you don't think that you, you belong there, you'll never be in that frequency in that field. It's just an activation. You have to re alchemize and reactivate and reset your cell phone to have new data on your cell phone. When you got to do your upgrades or your uploads or whatever you call it um, for your iPhone, you have to, update your mindset of what you're worthy of because it's all vibration Mm, that it's so powerful and there's so much goodness in it you know and one thing that came up for me when I was listening to Amber was you know sometimes when we are looking for the coaches and I remember at the beginning of my journey I'm like oh this person will like help me and save me. And you know what I mean? Like there is so many options, so many coaches right now. And how do you know that this is the person that is going to help you? Like you shared, like I invested 30 K, but I made 400 K amazing. If that's a case for everybody, wouldn't like everybody do that and go with a coach and like, okay, this is very stretchy. Let me this, you know what I mean? Because like people who are listening now, maybe like investing $5,000, it's a lot. Maybe $1,000, it's a lot because yeah. they are still thinking that what I make, it's what I have, right? Because they're in their jobs. But how do you know who do you invest in when there are so many options? How do you know that this person will help you to bring back the ROI? Yeah. And I want to speak into the ROIP second. Don't let me forget that. But the first thing is discernment. So here's what I'm learning because I've been in this industry for quite some time. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors. There's a lot of people that show up online one way and they are not that way in real life. Mm -hmm. All right. And, um, just as I said, like you could look at me and go like, Oh, they have such a great relationship. And they're like, Holy shit. I had no idea. She was in an abusive relationship for 11 months. Right. So you get to, use levels of discernment. It's not about what their testimonial says. It's not about people that are praising them online. It's really about you dropping into your heart and your meditation and seeing how your body feels and really take some time to meditate. And I say the same thing when people are going to work with shamans or go do medicine, plant medicine, use deep levels of discernment and don't think, well, if they're friends with that person, they must be good because there's a lot of people who post pictures with people that they meet trying to get this social proof and the social credit. Well, if they run with that crew, then they must be da da da. And I've fallen for that in the past as well. I thought that, oh, they're friends with them. They must be good people or what da da da. 
you have to use your own level of discernment. So I would say drop into meditation, feel into your body and ask yourself, like, is this the best decision for me? Number one. Number two, I think we live in a society that wants instant gratification. I want to lose 10 pounds tomorrow. I want to make 10K in one month. I want to, I want to, I want to, right? But if you think about something as 3D as college, you go to college from four, six to eight, 10 years if you're a doctor, you're not going to be making the money you invested while you're in nursing school. You're not going to be making the money invested in law school till probably 10, 15 years after law school. We have to get our brains out of like, well, if I invest in a coach and I have to get my money back right away. Right. And it's like, no, it's return on you. It's investment in you. There's levels to this shit. It's like saying, well, I'm going to go to the gym for six weeks and then I'm going to have a six pack abs. It's like, it's going to take time. Like one day you look in the mirror, 90 days down the road and you're like, oh shit. Right. Like our six months in, you're like, oh, or one year in, you're like, oh, my cellulite's gone or whatever it is for you. It, it, people want this instant shit. And so I share this with you because it's anytime you invest in yourself, you're going to get a return on your investment every single time, whether you realize it when you're in the grocery store. And instead of going for the shit that's on sale, you go for the chocolate bar. You really fucking want that's $8. That's a fucking win. You're like, I'm fucking worthy of that chocolate. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a mindset shift that is going to show up to you in Whole Foods one year down the road where you're like, I didn't even flinch on the $8 chocolate. The old me would be like, well, you got to get the stuff that's $2.99 because right. It's those moments that like subtleties when you see you're on a date with someone and they're only talking about themselves. They're not asking you any questions And the old. You'd be like, wow, he's really fucking hot. Who cares? And then all of a sudden your in moral internal compass goes, no, I want a man who's actually going to listen and, and ask me questions. Thank you so much for the date, hot, beautiful, sexy man. I'm out, right? Those are the little nuances that create massive results in your life that can't be determined right away. Mm-hmm. And so anytime you're investing in a coach, you're going to have, or in a program, you're going to see return on investment if you do the work, right? They can't do it for you. Like I can find value in a paper bag, right? Like I can find, and that's just because I'm like, what can I learn and what's available for me? Right. But that's after investing long enough, people are like, Oh, well, that coach didn't do shit for me. It's like, but what did you do? Did you show up on time? Did you do your homework assignments? Did you play full out? I have a girl right now who invested in my mastermind year. She's kicking herself because she's not fucking shown up. And then you have other students that have fucking shown up halfway. Great results. You have students that showed up full way, having magical results because of how they've shown up, they've continued to be consistent, right? Just like two people go to the gym. One goes three times, four times, five times a week and eats healthy. One eats McDonald's every day and goes once a week, two people, same gym membership, opposite results. And so anytime you invest in yourself, it's a good idea. And I would say, um, use your own discernment Mm -hmm. and know that the coaches that you're going to originally start with, you, you know, it's going to evolve over time. You know, like I'm a way different coach than I was six years ago. Right. And I'm sure you too, like we evolve, um, just like you're probably a better mother than you were six years ago or whatever it is. So just trust that the right coaches are going to be brought to you. And, you know, I've heard horror stories and all those things, but like, that's just like dating. You go out, you date someone, you're never, you're not going to stop dating. Yeah. Right. And you got to know that like, 
you know, most of the time you're going to get great coaches and once in a while, maybe you, you do don't, but, um, just like going out to dinner, it's not always going to be a 10 out of 10 every time. Right. It's not that big video. I love it. And I love how you're giving these analogies and the stories that we can really like grasp, you know, like, oh yeah, she's right. Okay. I got it. So that is amazing. And I also wanted to know what are some of your daily rituals that really help you to stay grounded and centered and be able to withhold all these things that are happening that are unexpected. What are some of the things that are non-negotiable for you? Yeah. Thank you for asking that. You know, my, my morning ritual changes over time as it will for you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, but right now I'm really into tapping and, um, it's because I'm navigating through a lot of energy. I don't like to call it anxiety because I don't like labels, but there's a lot of energy in my system as I'm untethering from this partnership and, and, and coming back into my own sovereignty, my own safety. And I'm been getting healings and, and working with this, this methodology called body talk. And, um, you can YouTube the videos of doing it, but basically it balances the left and right hemispheres of your brain. And it like fires neurons to one side of your brain, the other side of your brain. And I'm working through some physical trauma, emotional trauma and mental trauma. Right. And so I'm working to get my meridians, my energy meridians, like back into alignment. So my body doesn't feel like it's in a state of like under attack or under distress. Right. So I'm waking up with these energies. So I'll start, you start with your hand underneath behind your head with like at the base of your neck. And you, with one hand, you'll hold it back there. It doesn't matter what side. And then you'll top, you'll tap at the top of your head. You'll tap, I don't know, five seconds, 10 seconds. And then you'll, the reason is you're activating. You want to make sure you're tapping on both sides of your brain while you're doing this. And then basically it's activating your brain nerves. It's like, okay, now they're starting to connect and then I'll move into the heart. She says, you start at your head because you wake up your brain and then you move to your heart because that's where you anchor it in, mm-hmm. right? You anchor into your heart because our heart is its own brain. Just like we've got our mind brain, our heart brain, and our brain, right? We have three brains. Um, and then after your heart is activated, you just tap, tap on your breastplate and then you'll go ahead and you'll activate down here in your stomach or your solar plexus and you'll tap that. So she says the brain, you wake up the brain, it starts to fire and communicate. You anchor it in your heart and then you let the gut get to work. And so oftentimes you guys can realize, and so you'll tap there five or 10 seconds or 10, 10, five, 10 seconds. And then you'll take your hand, you'll put it on top of where your hand is um, on the back of your head. And it's kind of like you're working your way up like a ladder. And then you'll put the other hand up and you'll do the same. You'll tap on the top of your head. You'll tap on your heart, you'll tap on your stomach. Then you bring that other hand and you kind of like stack it. So it's like touching and you continue to do the same. You can always tap on your hand if you can't, if you need to, same thing. And you work your way all the way down to your forehead and you tap, tap, tap. And then you do this side and you tap here on the top of your head. So your hand will be on your forehead now and basically make your way all the way, all the way down. Then you put both your hands on your ears, like three fourths cover and you tap with both your fingers on, on each side. And then you again, start again with tapping your, the top of your head while one of your hands is over your ears and the back of your neck and then your heart and then your stomach. And then you, you finish. And even just for me doing that right now, and I didn't finish the whole process. It's almost like my body is like aligning, like my nervous system is like, Mm. 
just anchoring it. So I've been doing that. I'm feeling so much better in this moment. Holy shit. Woo. <laughs> I'm Woo. going to do it after our call because I'm I like holding in my crystals, you know, I was like, oh my God, I will be tapping all over. We'll sit with Chris and like tap together. Yeah. It's called body talk. This is, this is different. This is new. Thank you. It's new. And I just discovered this a few weeks ago with a friend that had known the trauma that I experienced. And exactly. Said, what it, huh? exactly what I needed a friend called out of nowhere that I've spoken to in like a year. And she's like, how are you told her everything? And she's like, have you done body talk? It's such an interesting name, but this woman's like a genius. She's like all about neuroscience and it's all science-based. Like it's not even woo woo. Um, but she can like, well, that's not true. It is, but you can feel your, your energy fields. And so I've been doing that, um, in the morning and night, I've also been listening to 528 Hertz. Um, you can look it up on Spotify. You can look it up on YouTube, but I was experiencing a lot of energy formerly known as anxiety when I was first waking up, which happens if you're going through a death or a transition and what have you. Um, and I'm not generally an anxious person. So it's just energy moving, wanting to move up and out. And I'll listen to that within two minutes. I'm back into alignment and sound. And the third one is I've been singing, um, I've been toning, right? I've been using sound to align my chakras and align me back to my heart. And I've been singing this, this like Nordic kind of chant that my friend David Beaudry taught me. So I've been singing that in the morning. And if you uh, don't want to sing a specific chant, you can just use the vowels to align your body. So for example, it would be like, You can even tap your heart while you do it. Uh, oh. And see if you can just, you guys probably already feel better right now, mm. but like using sound to recalibrate your nervous system, to get you back into harmony and back into alignment. And this is an ancient practice that like the Celtics did and every single civilization used the power of sound to heal, to alchemize, to, to align, um, to move things. Like it's, it's, it's wild. Um, but these really basic ancient practices, that's why we feel some type of way when we listen to certain music versus other music, right? Um, because sound creates heart coherence and it creates, it creates healing in the body and it gets us back into who we are. So a lot of sound, a lot of tapping, um, breath work. I'm just doing like basic breath, like five breath in, five breath out. Um, I do, uh, something called the Tumo breath, which my friend David Beaudry, if you look it up on YouTube, he's got, um, YouTubes that you can do the Tumo, which is, um, Chinese, Chinese medicine, which is Qigong, uh, Qigong breasts that I do. And those breasts, even if I do five rounds or in between clients, there's no way I can feel frenetic or crazy in that. And I think that as we go through the ascension, it's about being emotionally sovereign. It's about never have I had to try so hard, you guys, to be grounded and aligned. And this, I teach this stuff. And so if I'm going through these massive upgrades through my ascension, with all the tools I have in my tool belt, for God's sakes, I've taught meditation for six years. These basic practices aren't working for me anymore, right? Like the basic meditations, like I don't have 25 minutes sometimes to drop in. It usually takes me about 20 minutes to get into that really like aligned flow state where the downloads come in. 
But when I use sound, I can get there within two. When I use tapping, I can get there within like five minutes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to, not sometimes it's imperative as light workers to learn how to self-regulate, especially because there's going to be more chaos and more breakdown and more really insane tragedies that like come out of nowhere. Right. And then it's like a domino. It's like job relationship house. You're like, damn, how much more can I handle? Mm. We have to self-soothe. We can't go be smoking cigarettes and drinking a bunch of alcohol or crawling in our bed for three days. Like we got shit to do guys. So it's like, how can we use these tools to self-regulate our nervous system so we can get back in the game so we can show up. And so we can really be sovereign and not let whatever's happening take us down because I do think that there's a spiritual warfare happening with the light and the dark and the spiritual warfare means that the light workers are getting attacked. And it's really important that you learn to, to come back to yourself. um, Mm. So you're not compromised. That is so powerful. So powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And also such actionable steps because sometimes I'm like, yeah, good for you, right? When you're listening to the podcast, like, oh, I have this cool meditation or I have this cool morning routine. I was like, okay, but what do I do, right? So thank you, Amber, for giving us like actionable steps and tips. And for those who want, you can go on YouTube and see what she did. And you can also for sure Google just the body talk and look into that. But um, Amber demonstrated it so beautifully, like how to do that that i will do it tonight too and one last thing i want to ask you amber for those who are listening right now who are going through these turbulent times that are feeling really disconnected from themselves what is the one thing you want her to know what is the one thing you want her to know that it's on your heart you're not alone Mm. you are not crazy You're just ascending. Mm. You're awakening. You're waking up. You're becoming more of who you are. And the parts of the matrix that you were in programmed by, imprinted by, and under a spell, are you're coming out of that spell, mm. which means the things that you used to love, you might not love anymore. The people you used to want to be with, you might not want to be around anymore. The things that brought you joy might not bring you joy anymore. And it's okay. And as you, as parts of you die, the real you is going to be born and death is painful, you know, and rebirth can be painful too. Birthing is painful, right? In some cases. So know that every person goes through seasons, just like the leaves are not on the tree year round and you're going to die and be reborn over and over and over again. And that's what we came on this, this earth to do. Um, and so just know that you're not alone, but get around a community that you speak the same languages, resist the need to try and make people get you around you and just go find the people that get you because that energy that you're spending to try to explain to family, friends, partners, That is such a waste of energy. You're like literally speaking on a megaphone that's turned off. Find yourself, listen to the podcast, read the books, get into the communities, take a program of someone you look up to. Something tells you, I want to work with her. Go do it. Make a way out of no way because that is are the breadcrumbs that are going to lead you to who you are and who you are becoming. 
And it's okay if the people around you don't get it, it's not their job. Um, and so I just want to just spirit just wanted me to channel that you're not alone. You matter. You're worthy. Your purpose matters. And, um, the new you is, is on its way to you right now. So trust it. So beautiful. And thank you. It's like this beautiful permission slip, right? When we are thinking we have to be helping others, we have to be fixing others. We are crazy, right? With everything that we are feeling and going through. And when you realize that you're not crazy, and I always love to say it, and I so align with what you just said, you're perfectly made for your purpose. You're perfect for your people. You cannot waste your energy on explaining yourself. You can clarify it because sometimes we don't understand. You can clarify it, but you don't need to explain yourself to other people. And it's so powerful when you realize it. So Amber, I know that there's a lot of things that you are ascending and rising above right now in your life. And I know that you're loved, you're supported. I wanted to hear this. I wanted to know how much difference you're really making in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And you are hurt. You're hurt and you are needed and you are seen and you're honored and you're respected and your people will just always adore you and see you and uplift you when you're falling down. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for showing up when you could be doing a million other things like unpacking. Uh, it's five by five. Oh my goodness. Love on, my, it. on my clock. You are living in a future, two hours in the future. Love it. I I love who you are and who you are being and becoming and how much, how many lives you're really changing. So guys, make sure that you follow her journey. She is absolutely incredible, raw, honest, no sugarcoating, no BS. She is shining her light unapologetically. And that's something that we all aspire to do, to be ourselves, to shine our light, and in the process, helping others by being ourselves. So thank you so much for today. Thank you for everything you're doing in the world. And I know that out of this, you will come even better, stronger, and impacting even more lives. Thanks, honey. I appreciate you. I see you. Thank you so much for having me on. And thank you all for spending moments out of your precious life with us. And we hope that um, what you heard today lands, what lands, leave the rest and just, we see you and we appreciate you. And thank you for doing the good work on yourself. And thank you for showing up and giving this beautiful offering, this podcast, babe. It's such a labor of love. And I'm just so excited for you and your journey and what's coming next. And, and thank you for all the lives that you touch by going first and for using your beautiful voice. 